Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. with the knobs, baby face, Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, Brian, Darren, the parlor kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Wow. Harry's got a real tough guy attitude, huh? <laughs> What's up, Sal? Hey, I, I know why. I know why. Cause we're going to talk soccer. No, which is he, favorite. No, what is it? He What's lost, he lost in snooker last night. You lost yeah. betting snooker. Your series, <laughs> yeah. your streak, your streak's over. Nice. Two guys lost. <laughs> Did they show the highlights on ESPN? I didn't see it. I thought I would have heard about that. Pelt like covers this. it better than anybody. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, we do have our pot, our contest here on Extra Points. ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. We have our our pick'em contest. We have our prop quiz. There's a hundred dollar bill up for grabs. There's a gold cap. The elusive gold cap. Brother Bry has not. One one yet. Uh, I don't know what he's waiting for here. This is now years and years we've done this. But anyway, those are up for grabs. Go on there. Arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have Brett Coromenos and Toby Mergler coming up at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, they are the hosts of Covered in Glory, our soccer podcast. And they're going to take us through what this World Cup means. Now, Harry, you think you're an expert. Your pick is Belgium. Um, you haven't given your reasons yet. I don't want to hear them. Just save them for Brett and Toby because maybe you okay. can otherwise. Maybe they're on sure. it anyway. But okay. uh, in the meantime, let's do this Thursday night game. Titans at Packers. Three and 41 is the last I saw. Is that what you guys are seeing on Caesars? I believe yeah. it's three and 41. Yep. Uh, you know, and everybody now wants to believe the Packers have turned it around because of their performance against the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Jones ran for his life over 200 yards as a team rushing um, against Tennessee in this stingy defense. And I'm taking Tennessee and that stingy defense. I'm buying the half a point up to three and a half minus 120. We'll be on Spotify live making the call right there. Titans and Packers. Titans have covered their last seven games, whereas Green Bay is two and five against the number over that stretch. And really could have been one and six against the spread of the Cowboys. Didn't give up in late third, fourth quarter. Um, Like I said, lots of running for the Packers. 207 yards rushing last week. I don't think that'll be the case versus the Titans in the third best in the league yards per carry defensively. Only allowed two touchdowns on the ground. That's tops in the league. Meanwhile, Derrick Henry off game last week versus Denver. But before that, five straight 100-yard games, and there was a 200-yard game in there Mm. somewhere. Now Tannehill, you may not love him, but he's capable of throwing for more than 60 or 70 yards a game. So you got to like that. If you're Tennessee, it opens things up for Henry. I like a low scoring in the trench game, buying a half a point just for the fun of it, taking the Titans plus three and a half 1917 final parlay kid. You're with me. You're also taking the half. No, I'm not taking the half. So I never really take it. I think brother Brian might be taking the half at some point, Oh, Um, but I'm not in everything you said. Who's the tough guy now? I guess so. We'll mm, see. Hey, we'll see. Yeah. Titans yeah. plus three. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, for me, Sal, um, I think what you said was spot on. Uh, I, I really can't imagine uh, the Packers here 
who really have mm. had one good quarter of football mm. um, uh, really in the last uh, month and a half of the season, basically against the Cowboys with re- receiver uh, Chris, uh, Christian Watson having the best game of his life. I don't see that happening again. I'm not sure the Packers are going to get enough points against this Titans defense, which has been really, really good over the uh, last month or so of the season. Tannehill, uh, more than serviceable. So he doesn't get enough credit for winning games there. The Packers couldn't stop Pollard. Are they going to stop Henry? Henry's not having back-to-back bad weeks. All signs here point to a little bit of a letdown for the Packers, whose their fans were going nuts. Like, oh, they, they love beating the Cowboys yeah. last week. Let down here by the Packers. Titans, just they're just a very blue-collar football team who seem to win games. Going to be cold there tomorrow too, Sal. So, yeah. The under, uh, let's take the Titans. All right. The uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it was polite of Aaron Rodgers to say he owns us either. I mean, they don't play us that much. The Cow- it's uh, every other year, every third year. But, yeah, he doesn't own the Cow. No, he didn't say that. He might have said that. Harry, you are going. You are, buy- you are buying the half a point to two and a half. Minus one thirty. It's not a bet unless it's one thirty or above for Harry. So that's what you're going with. <laughs> so untrue. So untrue. Listen, I, I am thinking that the fourteen point comeback versus Dallas gets Green Bay actually moving in the right direction. The Pack have to have this one really to have any shot at maybe a playoff uh, a wild card still. Uh, especially since the next three or four of their games are on the road. The Titans are last in the NFL in yards per game, uh, but they have beaten the Colts both times already this season. So playing an NFC team on the road in a short week wouldn't hurt them so much, especially in their division. Uh, They can afford to lose this one where Green Bay really can. I think this game is just much more important to the Packers than it is Tennessee. I'm going to lean towards the Packers here. All right, Brian, I think defenses travel, good defenses travel, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm buying the half, and the Thursday night game's are weird anyway. So if it ends by a field goal, I'm in good shape. But you don't like uh, – I have 19-17 as a final. You'll like that score. I like under. that score. Yeah, I like the under here at 41. I do like the Titans too, but with some of the – you know, they're going to be missing a few of their players here. So because of that, I, I prefer the under. But like Parley Kid was saying, their, their defense has been pretty dominant. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've only given up 50 points in the last four games combined. And and that includes they only gave up nine points to the Chiefs through the first 50 minutes of that game. Um, and 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 they really didn't do much offensively. So they put their defense in a tough spot and they still played so well. Um, they're gonna run it a ton, like Parley Kid was saying too, especially the way the Cowboys ran against them. And then you have to factor in the weather. They're saying this mm-hmm. game, they're saying a game time is gonna be the low twenties. It's going to be windy with the wind chill. It's going to be 10 degrees. Uh, both teams are going to run the ball a lot. So I really, I really love the under in this one. I think the biggest under bet I ever made was Harry. You might've been at the game. Was that with green Bay giants? Uh, Eli, Eli was a quarterback. It was, yep. it was the NFC championship and it was supposed to be negative uh, 709 degrees. And right. I bet the under and it went way over. I mean, not way over, but way over, like in the third quarter. Like, so I, I don't know if I trust Green Bay weather or not. Went overtime. I, did it go overtime? Oh, was that yeah. the one you were at? Yeah. What yeah. was the final score? Maybe was the other 20. one. There. Really? So it was in the 30s. Was that what it was? It must have been the mid low 30s. Uh, yeah. So there you go. All right. Uh, so that's our picks uh, for the game. Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with our props and our first touchdown picks. 
Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code C-Z-R-F-U-L-L and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a 1,000 tier credits and a 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Yes, you have to know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, or if you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Maryland, visit MarylandGamblingMDGamblingHelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369. Or text C-O-N-N-E-X to 247-247. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Prop Palooza here. Ryan Tannehill, as the Parlay Kid mentioned, serviceable, does a good job. You know, a little underrated in these situations. Certainly um, better than Malik Willis. Gives him a shot. Doesn't, not all on Derrick Henry's back. And I'm going, I hit with this uh, Monday with Heineke. I'm going longest pass completion of the game for, uh, for Tannehill. Over 32 and a half yards, minus 115. Came back last week. Got a bunch of practices under his belt, capable of hitting on a long connection, hit on 60-yard passes in two of the last three games. Traylon Burks returned last week. His snap count was about 55 56%. He should get more and more deep looks tonight. Green Bay has allowed a reception of 33 or more yards in five of their last six games. So hook me up with Tannehill with a long hookup, 32 and a half yards. Let's go over. Harry, you like an over and a quarterback stat as well. Yeah, I do like Aaron Rodgers to go over 244 and a half passing yards uh, at minus 119. Two and one versus the AFC this year. Uh, going over 244, five and two over the last year and a half. 
uh, in that stat. Uh, Green Bay's offense all of a sudden looks pretty good. Tennessee, by the way, is 23rd in the league in total yards against, 31st in the league in passing yards against. The Broncos of all teams, who are close to the worst offensive team in the NFL, had three different receivers go for 60-plus last week and the week before that. Uh, Mahomes went for 446 against them. So they're a bend don't break type of defense uh, in terms of um, Tennessee's defense, but still Rodgers will get his at home. Like I like them, like I said, in the game. So I like him to go over 244 and have a nice game and, uh, and Packers come out on top. Yeah, but it's only minus 101. You want to make it like 233 and make it minus 170 <laughs> or something? I feel you're taking a risk here. I really, I'm looking out for your well being. All right, brother Bry. Uh, boy, you're pounding this under. You I'm don't pounding even... the under. Yeah. yeah pounding there you go. the under. I'm going to take right. the un- first quarter under seven and a half at minus 135. Again, huh. you already know how much I love the under here. But li- listen to some of these stats, right? And and I do think both these teams are slow starters. So Green Bay, the last two games, it's been 0-0 after the first uh, in their last two games. They haven't, Green Bay hasn't scored in the first quarter in their last three. And now the Titans are even crazier. The Titans last four games, four games in total, both teams have scored a combined six points in total in the first quarter. I mean, that's how good defensively they've been and how bad offensively they've been. So again, six points total, that's both teams in four games combined. And now you have the over under seven and a half in the first quarter here. Um, Again, I'm all over the under here, but I, 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 Really like it here in the first quarter. I do think it's going to take, especially if it's cold out, it's going to take these teams uh, a little bit of time to get warmed up. We're going to be, we're going to check in Spotify live halfway through the third and it's going to be like 35, 10, <laughs> right? <laughs> Titans. <laughs> like what the hell happened? All right, Parley kid. Oh, yeah. I appreciate what you're doing here. This is a troll job on me. Lazard, who I basically needed to have like more than one catch last week to beat you in fantasy, save my season, but you're taking him. Over 47 and a half yards, right? Yeah, and and uh, contrary to what Harry's taking, I actually, my EP pick of the day tomorrow uh, is Rodgers under 240 uh-huh. and a half yards. But, uh, you know, I, I don't see Watson having a back-to-back big performance. I just don't see that happening. So where are the yards going to go to? They're going to go to Lazard, who uh, is averaging uh, well over uh, this number per game, uh, closer, more like, 57 yards per game uh, compared to what I'm taking here at 47 and a half uh, yards over in this game. So um, somebody's going to catch the ball uh, for Rogers and I'm not sure it's going to be Watson again. Typically uh, receivers don't have huge back-to-back games. So I think Lazard's production ticks up this week because going against, against the Cowboys, Lazard had four targets, but previous uh, to those games, he was anywhere from the seven to 10 range in targets. I expect that type uh, of him getting that type of look in uh, yeah. tomorrow's game uh, today, tonight's game against the Titans. Yeah. Who knows what day it is, but uh, yeah, I think Jan Piacenti on waiver wired said, expect a big game out of Lazard and that Watson Watson, I think only had four targets too. Right. And that's yeah. so you can't expect that. Well, you can expect anything with this Packers team. Uh, all right. What do we have? Do we give everything? Yeah. Those are all our props, right? Now world famous first touchdown and Harry is running hot. Harry, did you win Monday? Yeah. Wait, who'd you have? Why, why am I forgetting? Oh, Eagles, right? Oh yeah. Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts. Nice. And, sir. Uh, yeah. 
did it again. We haven't figured it out yet. Harry, you would think he'd want to figure this out, but um, he's hit six, but he doesn't want to go back. I'm not going to do the math. I'm not going to make Mikey meatballs do the math. <laughs> I went back and saw that I was seven and two on Monday nights and won six out of my last seven, but Harry doesn't care. He does not care. But anyway, so here we go. He's the only one who could hit these, but Derek Henry plus three Oh five to score the first touchdown. Aaron Jones plus four twenty. Christian Watson plus six seventy five, and AJ Dillon seven to one. Guys, I hate to do this because it doesn't, you know, bolster our numbers as a team. If I take Henry a plus three Oh five, but I I just want to win one this year. Mm. Really do. So I'm taking it. He has nine rushing touchdowns. He scored in six of his last eight games. He scored at least his team's first, at least his team's first touchdown in two of the last three, whatever. I don't need to build up Derrick Henry in anyone's eyes. I'm taking the low hanging fruit. It's not worth it odds wise. I just want to get on the damn board. So Derrick Henry plus three Oh five. That's my pick for first touchdown. Harry, let's hear you. All right. Well, you got me dissecting this. I really looked into this and studied this and I came up with the Packers, Robert Tanyan at 10 to one. Like I said, Tennessee 31st in the NFL versus the pass and in eight straight games, eight straight games for the Titans. The first touchdown that they've given up has been throwing, not running. And four of them huh. have been to tight ends. This is a perfect spot for tight end Robert Tanyan, uh, where he he has just one touchdown this season, but he does lead the team in receptions. And again, Tennessee has been exposed by tight ends a lot this season. I think Tanyan, it's a nice spot here on a Thursday huh. night game, national TV, to get that touchdown at 10 to 1. By the way, you did do your homework. That was a good stat. Um, and now. Yeah, now I feel like you're going to lose because you did Tanyan, do it, right? Tanya's yeah. tw- 12 to 1 now. 12 to 1? Oh, boy. 12 to 1. Yeah. Nice Going the other way. All right. Babyface, what do you think? He did his homework. He did. I mean, I talked to Harry before the show, and he told me not to brag. He's turning over a new leaf. And when you know, I mean, I don't know. When Harry and Leaf, right. you know. Okay. I know. I know that's just for us. Nobody knows what that is. <laughs> Just trust us. It's a filthy, filthy inside joke there. Uh, all right. So Robert, Tanya, yeah, Robert, Tanya, I have Tanya and Dawson Knox on probably four of my fantasy teams and I go back and forth and uh, it doesn't seem to matter each week, which one I start. All right. Uh, Brian, now you like Lazard for first yeah. touch. Yeah. I like Alan Lazard here. It uh, went up. It was seven to one. Now it's plus seven fifty. It's funny considering how everyone had been complaining about the Packers receivers, right? All season until last week when Watson mm-hmm. had a big week, Lazard still has had a pretty good season considering he's close to 500 yards. He has five touchdowns through three games. I mean, through eight games, eight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored the first, and this, uh, these are some of the stats I kind of like. He scored the first touchdown once so far this season, but he's had the Packers first touchdown in three games so far this season. Hmm. So they like to go to him early. And I do Mm -hmm. think, I do think, you know, that they'll take the big play away from Watson this week after what we saw last week, he's not going to have back-to-back huge games. So I like Lazard to get a score here early. All right, there you go now, but you say early, but you, you, you're hoping for it not to come until the second quarter, right? You have under seven and a half points. Well, or at least at yeah, the end of sure. the first, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah there that's, you fine. Go. that's fine. That's fine. All right. Uh, Parley kid trailing Burks. Second game yeah, back, right? Yeah, well, you first know, game so back, right? It, it oh, second is, game back. That's yeah, why so. I think, you know, yeah. so I think I'm going to be uh, switching this pick up here. Oh, yeah, doing a interesting. Audible right now, just because uh, the weather being a factor. Um, uh-huh. Burks, I, you know, again, he's sitting at 11 to one, but I think I can get better value than that here on this board. 
Let's and see. I'm, so I'm going to be taking uh, Ryan Tannehill here to uh, wow. first down at 19 to one. I'm just thinking again with the weather, maybe being a little bit more difficult uh, than uh, normal. You might see them, you know, be safe around the goal line. Uh, maybe a QB sneak where uh, maybe you and I here then can kind of corner the market between Henry and Tannehill if they're on the yeah. one and we'll be sitting pretty. So I let's think just get somebody, think, one of those two. Yeah, look, yeah. Tannehill, you know, the thing with him that I've always said, like his, he's very underrated with his legs. And sometimes I don't uh-huh. think he uses them enough, but uh, around the goal line, maybe a little QB sneak uh, or just, uh, you know, maybe a little saunter into uh, the end zone from a couple yards out. So let's take yeah. Tannehill at 19 to one. There you go. All right. So now we know what's going to happen. It's a direct snap to Burks is how they're going to score the first <laughs> touchdown. There's no question. No, no question. That's how it goes. All right. Listen, let's take another break and then we will be back with our soccer experts, mm. Toby and Brett, when we return. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. All right, we're back. And, you know, for the next four weeks, our guests will be closely following other countries as if they're CNN war correspondents. Thankfully, though, they'll be doing it safely from their couches at home while drinking beer and eating queso here to get us ready for the World Cup from our soccer podcast covered in glory. (laughs) Our pals, Toby Mergler. And Brett Coromanos. I said it right, damn it. I said it right, there, Brett. Right? There you go, there Sal. You go. Thanks, yes. man. I feel I feel respected. Toby doesn't get it right, and he does it every week with me. Thank you. All right. Uh, Toby's <laughs> draped with the American flag. I, I, I have an issue. Not that I have an issue with it, but I do want to discuss this because I think everybody's getting a little too excited. First of all, Speaking what? of getting excited, whoa, whoa, whoa. you came here. <laughs> yeah. to, you invited me on the podcast to rain on my parade. I'm getting ambushed here. That everybody's getting too excited. <laughs> what are we doing, Sal? Hold on a second. First, I did not invite you. You forced your way on it. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah! laughs> face Joel Solomon invited. No, I actually <laughs> love that the World Cup is starting, and not because I'm nuts about soccer like you guys, but it means that Harry will finally stop dropping hints commiserating with baby face Joel Solomon about sending him to Qatar uh, because he's not even a soccer fan. He's been screaming about Belgium winning, but he can't name two players. You guys <laughs> aren't even going to, to Qatar, Qatar. And we have a, you have a soccer podcast. 
We're not sending the host of this podcast. So tell him, Toby, how it made so little sense for him to go. And uh, yeah, I mean, particularly after what happened the last time a uh, famous American went over to a restrictive country and maybe brought some of the illegal substances that I know you would be carrying, Harry. We have oh, nothing yeah. valuable no. to trade for you. I mean, I know <laughs> that for Brittany Griner, we're going to give them like whatever Dr. Death. Who do we even right. have that would get you back? And I would hate to see you at a work prison. You don't work in America. What are you going to do when they send you to the gulag? Good point. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, point. you'd be surprised. Sometimes I'm I, uh, I, uh, I'm pretty smart with things. I would know not to bring anything illegal over there. I would know that. Yeah, know that. right. <laughs> All right. We'll trade you. We have a gold cap we could give them in the exchange for cat, for Harry. But no, I don't know if they S- take it. Says the guy did so many illegal things. He got run out of Vegas. So unfairly, Toby. So unfairly. He couldn't even get out of Vegas, but it was unfair. He couldn't even do a uh, remote from uh, a sports book at the the Phoenix Suns Arena. He thinks he was going to be able to podcast from Qatar. But anyway, we'll move past that. Uh, Toby, I do want to talk about this uh, U.S. men's national team. It's one of the one youngest teams at the World Cup, right? Yes, sir. I think you should temper everyone's enthusiasm about this team because they are, well, actually help me out with these odds here. Um, They're minus 120 to make it to the next round. But Mm -hmm. when I look at stage of elimination on Caesars, it says group minus 175. Am I reading this wrong? And then to to be eliminated in the round of 16 is plus 225. And then to win is a hundred to one, which is not going to happen. To, yeah, uh, to help me make uh, sense of that. Yeah. Um, well, I know they are valued partners of ours, but there is a weird thing in the world of soccer <laughs> odds where when you look at different uh, lines that actually need the same thing, that they don't mm-hmm. always have matching odds. And so it's a right. good uh, it's a good tip though for those of us that are that are listening and getting into soccer gambling for the first time. Look at the whole site. Like money line versus minus 0.5 is the same bet. And oftentimes the odds don't match. So make right. sure that you're getting what's best for you. But leave Caesars just a little bit of money to continue to sponsor the pod, please. Yes, exactly. I think they're going to be okay with it. But uh, yeah, so in that instance, if you like them to advance to the next round, you bet minus 120 uh, there, right? on, And not which stage of elimination will they meet their demise, right? Uh, I think that's the right the way to go. Um, but now what about it, though? How are they going to do? Well, if you were expecting me to temper people's expectations, you completely called him to the wrong guy. My wow. closet looks like an Alabama Walmart clear-out sale on July 5th. <laughs> I am going to be dressed in the ninth for all of this. The World <laughs> Cup is a religious experience for me and for millions and millions of other Americans. And you will not ruin this for me, Sal. Okay. If, you want level, if you want level-headed analysis, I'm going to have to throw it over to Brett because Brett doesn't bleed red, white, and blue quite as much as I do. All right, Brett. Come on. Set him straight. What's going to uh, happen here? Well, I mean, uh, one of my favorite bets involves the U.S. not getting out of the group stage. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I've been spending I've been spending the pre-show making sure I can pronounce Iranian attackers' names. So that kind of tells oh you where, where my head is at. Who invited the Iron Sheik? Why is this guy on the pod? Yeah, what do you mean by Iranian attackers? You mean just on the on the pitch, right? <laughs> I mean, the pitch. Yeah, I don't mean okay. I don't mean you have anything to worry about, Sal. You are safe. Okay. You are safe. I meant just on a soccer pitch in Qatar. That's what I was talking about. All right. So, yeah, see, I'm even saying that wrong. It's Qatar. So when U.S. Wales, so that's their first game, right? That's coming up. And so that really could be it for them. If we don't, if we, we could draw and then hopefully uh, do well the rest of the way. 
right? I mean, yeah. uh, is, is, is it, who does the draw hurt most? I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, well, I, I, U.S. has a history in the World Cup of scratching through to the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, something that they've developed the skill at and done it repeatedly enough that I think it could do it. I don't want to go hairy on us, like, oh, they did it in 1994, so they'll definitely do it in 2022. <laughs> I know that's okay. one of Harry's favorite ways to do analysis, but right. they can come out with it. They can come out with a draw and they can still advance. Um, if they can get a draw against England, that would be huge for them. They really need a win against either Wales or Brett's uh, favorite team over there versus Iran. And if they mm-hmm. get a result versus either one of those two, it could get a draw against England, then they have an excellent chance to get through. And so the first round's like kind of a table setter, but it's not going to eliminate the USA if they slip up. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so now it's Brazil, Argentina, France are the favorite. We'll get to your big pick in a second. It's similar every four years. The teams at the top. Italy is the biggest surprise of teams not to make it, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Italy is number six in the FIFA World Rankings. Uh, I have mm-hmm. my own problems with the FIFA World Rankings. Brett's by throwing up in his mouth and me even brought them up. But they are by <laughs> far, by far the highest ranked team that didn't qualify. It was it was North Macedonia that knocked them out, right, Brett? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, North Macedonia got a couple of key wins. Um, yeah, you're, I mean, European qualifying is like really tricky. Um, obviously Mm -hmm. it's the country that has the most stack to get through. So it is a shock that Italy was a team that didn't make it, but there's usually like one or two really good European teams that end up not making it to the world cup. Right. Okay. Let me ask you guys, what bothers you more? Um, penalty kicks to decide the end of games or flopping? Brett, we'll start with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I still have to, I still have to say it's flopping. I know I, I hate buying into this, this stereotype that makes people not want to watch soccer. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think it kills me when the guy like goes down clutching his face for five minutes because he's trying to now, now granted, I, I will, uh, this is my defense of flopping red cards or second yellow cards completely change the outcome of games. So there is like an incentive to do this that there isn't, I think in other sports, but it right. does absolutely kill me when the dude holding his face, and then you watch the replay and the guy like brushed his throat with his fingernail uh, and mm-hmm. the dude acted like he got shot. So like that, that definitely bothers me. I, I, like I said, I hate feeding the stereotype, but mm-hmm. the penalties, I mean, the penalties at the end of the match, that is some of the gr- like greatest drama. I mean, the amount sure, of pressure that of goes course. on there. So yeah. I, I don't really mind that it gets decided. I don't think there's really like a good way to decide a, a t- uh, like a time match that has to go on. You don't want teams playing like 500 minutes in a row. Um, so I would say, I think hands down, it's flopping. Toby, wow. you can go so, ahead and contradict well, me now. Well, hold on. For, first of all, I think you're one of the true soccer fans who would actually admit that you're okay with penalty shots ending the contest. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not a, I'm not as, uh, you know, avid a fan of, as you are, but, and secondly, that is an interesting point. If football parley kid, if in football, a personal foul meant you were out of the game, would we see more flopping on the offensive end by players or is it just. You, you're kind of able to see it. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out that it is a good point that the penalty is too harsh uh, for you not to take that opportunity to fake it. Yeah, I, I agree. With, I agree with you with that, Sal. But uh, like Brett's saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, for somebody that I'm more of a fan of football than soccer. Yes. And, uh, sometimes hard for the guys like me. It's hard for us to watch that continually happen during soccer games, right? It's kind of frustrating. Like 
so you know, there, there needs to be another color card is what we're all saying, right? Hmm. Between what's between Harry, what's yellow and red put together? Orange. <laughs> there you go. So that's it. We need an orange card in there. There we go. We figured it out. That's all right. Tell me what, what bothers you more. Uh, for, I reject the entire premise of your question. I'm outraged by it. So you will not come in and start telling people why not to watch the World Cup because they only kick my dead games or that okay. we don't like flopping. I am here to recruit. I am like somebody trying to get you to buy a condo in Boca or join Scientology. I will yeah. hear no slander to to get away from the greatest sporting event in the entire world in a time where we've never <laughs> needed it more. You know, Democrat versus Republican, left versus right. We are the most divided that we have been in my 42 years of life. This is something that that absolutely <laughs> unites us. And it's what? a rare thing that unites us because like we all have different Super Bowl teams. We all have different college teams. We all have different, you know, other walks of life that we get this tribalism in. This is one of the one times our entire nation, our entire mm -hmm. nation, fellas, gets to come together and for 90 minutes actually root for the same dang thing. And if, right. you don't, if you don't feel it, I'm not done, sir. If you don't oh. feel it, go watch the reaction videos from 2010 when Landon Donovan scored in the 91st minute versus Algeria. And from sea to shining sea, this place erupted. I watched it right before this. This is why I'm so fired up. I'm not crying anymore. <laughs> but after I watch it, I look wow. like you after watching Blood Diamond or H-Dog after <laughs> trying to do a single sit-up. There's tears rolling down my face, and I'm not embarrassed by it, guys. And it's better than the Olympics. The Olympics have a hundred events. Yeah. Somebody might care about figure skating more than they care about basketball. I know those are different Olympics, <laughs> but I'm on a roll, so let me go. They, they're, they're not the uniting factor that the World Cup is. And to make it even better, America is an underdog. We never get yeah. to be underdogs. If you if you say basketball loses then it's a tragedy because, oh, we have all the best players in the world and how can we fail? If you know, all the things where we have are still a dominant light in, in the global society, when we fail, then, you know, <laughs> obviously it's unexpected. But in, with this one thing, this one thing that hasn't taken over America yet, we are 100 to 1 underdogs. <laughs> we are not expected to get out of the group. My freaking right. podcast partner is picking our run. <laughs> this is the one chance we have to root for America's yeah, underdog, and you will not ruin it for me, sir. Okay. I think somebody should tell Toby that uh, everybody's going to be rooting where their money's at, right? I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah, this is a gambling think, podcast, I think, Toby. I think Toby needs a gummy. <laughs> Although I'm on I'm Toby. <laughs> this is what I like about this. Uh, I'm with Toby. I'm on the USA. I mean, I don't. I can't see my uh, going anywhere else, but with wow. Toby on this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, well, so I know it's a gambling podcast. I was just asking about flopping. Huh? What do I say? You, you, can, you can sell me the condo, but you got to admit, there's going to be it's, it's going to leak oh, four on. times a day in the bathroom. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And, and in March you're going to be talking about James Harden doing, you know, jumping into people right. and drawing fouls. We're we're two years away from the NFL, like quarterbacks acting like they explode every single time to draw a 15 yard penalty. That's going to decide you. games, and so like that I was wanna, your quarterback I Heineke. I don't care. You know, I know I, it's, it's my quarterback <laughs> Heineke. That was embarrassing, but. What what the hell? Uh, dark times in Washington as a football fan, so we'll take what we can get. Um, right. But yeah, this is leaking over into American sports, so let's not get too high and about it because it's not like soccer fields are the only places you see. All right. So what about the penalty shot? I'm actually okay with the penalty shot. You're you're probably have a problem with it. Well, you got to end the game somehow, right? Like, right. I mean, exactly. It's been hours. Go on, yeah. This isn't cricket where we're going to play for three weeks. There has to be a resolution at some point. It's actually one of the great yeah. things about being a fan of the beautiful yeah. game. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're in and out in two hours, almost no matter what, maybe 220 at the absolute max. That's, Whereas, uh, you know, yeah. baseball games can be going five hours and you're still going on forever.
That's why Harry bets snooker. It's over in how long, Harry? You've actually never know. watched him. I you don't know. Really. He just bets it, but he doesn't. <laughs> all right. So let's get to this, Toby. Uh, well, first of all, tell me, uh, Toby and Brett, I have to qualify. Now, I always make a monstrous mm. parlay on teams to qualify. Put yes. six together. And I feel like Spain has screwed me more than once. Is this just in my head? They definitely didn't qualify. No, you know what I did? I picked them to win. Here's what I've, I've gotten smarter about it because sometimes you pick someone to win a group and it's in their best interest to come in second place, which is nonsensical, right? Once they see the rankings and who they might play in the uh, second round, the round of 16. So that's how I've lost on Spain. I think actually they didn't qualify too. Am I right? You bet yeah, Spain before too, when they were like minus 800 and put, and then yeah. they tied. Yeah. 2014 uh, in Brazil, they didn't make it out of the group stage. So if you did a parlay, then you that definitely got got, of course. This, okay. I, so I'm, I'm super proud. Sal. Yeah. Sal, uh, Sal, I'm, I'm super proud. Like, you know, we're obviously business partners. We started this little thing together and I've gotten right. to know you extremely well. I wrote down a 16 monster parlay uh, just for you. Cause I knew this was the bet you wanted to make before you even told me. So okay, I so have a suggested 16 or for you. Tell me which ones I should have in there and which ones I should take out out of England, the Netherlands, Argentina, France, and Brazil, which only pays minus one ninety six. not great value. But do you have all five of those in your six? Uh, no. And oh. this is where Brett and I are going to be at odds because, uh, the Netherlands is not going to be on my list of people that you should back with your hard earned bucks and a six team, or I think they're at risk to not make it out, uh, mm. for some of the other teams. I think you're really smart to avoid Spain and Germany, uh, even mm-hmm. though they're two of the best teams in the world. Uh, Japan is a frisky third seed in that group. And I wouldn't want to have them tied into a, a big parlay in okay. such a short, uh, short tournament. So Brazil, France, England, Argentina, I think you had those four. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you add in Portugal, and then this is the one that actually gets you to plus money, Denmark. If you Ooh. take uh, if you take uh, Denmark and put them in with the rest of the group, that six teamer right there, Sal, actually gets you to plus one twenty. And I feel excellent about Brazil, France, England, uh, Argentina, and Portugal. So you're taking Denmark, which is minus two seventy five, and turning it into a plus one twenty. And then the really fun thing is you get to hate an entire nation that screws you rather than just one city, which is super awesome. Oh, I'm used to that. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've, I've bet against the planet before. So uh, yeah, I've really there's no restrictions. <laughs> Wait a minute. So who's in Denmark's who's in Denmark's um, group? There. They're with France. Oh, so and but so who's the other two teams? Uh, uh, Australia and Tunisia. Okay, so yeah. those are the two you think are going to be out, right? Yeah, Australia and Tunisia. Neither one of those. As much as it uh, breaks my heart to uh, to not back the Socceroos, I'm mm-hmm. not overwhelmed with either of those squads. Uh, Denmark has got their talisman back and Christian Eriksen, and they have a hell of a story after he literally almost died on the field at the last major international right. competition. Uh, they have solid players behind them. Um, a lot of experience playing together, and I think they're going to make it through. I know that's the riskiest one in the group, but I also want you getting plus 120 instead of minus 187. I won't even know that. That looks so foreign to me to get a plus number on a on a 16 parlay. Wow. All right. But Brett, what did you think about his six or my four or my five? What, what I, can you even remember? I just want to know if Toby, I mean, this is going to go over a lot of people's heads, including maybe Tony. Toby, are you just a huge Enter Valencia fan? Is that how the Dutch aren't getting out of their group? Their group is Cutter, the Cutter, Senegal, and Ecuador. <laughs> and I was kind of wondering where, where what that top two was coming up. The Dutch are going to get out. I mean, because one thing that actually has shown that it has some correlation is teams playing really well before the World Cup. Uh, mm. Typically, that's like a big qualifier for them to advance far. 
And mm-hmm. the Dutch have been playing really well before the World Cup. I think they've moved all the way up to fourth in the ELO rankings, um, which is a different way of looking at the strength of uh, national teams other than the FIFA world rankings. It's a little bit better metric. Um, so they're, they're good. Like they're going to be tough. I think they are the, for me, I think they're what plus 14. Uh, my, my, my eyesight is yeah, 14 plus 1400. Yeah. Um, so they're plus 1400 to win. If you were going to ask me for a dark horse pick, that would absolutely be mine. Because their right. side of the bracket, if things shake out correctly, probably means that they're going to have to go up against France, maybe in the quarters. And the French are going to be interesting. Like, obviously, they won in 2018. They have some of the best players in the world. But their midfield, um, Toby's boy, Angolo Conte, and then Paul Pogba are out. And part of what made their approach work was the fact that Pogba is pretty much incredible on the ball and can turn a game by playing a 60 yard pass and putting it right on somebody's foot. Um, and without him, their midfield is going to be not necessarily that much worse, but it'll be very different without a lot of passing. Um, mm. And so I really think that they're more vulnerable than people are probably giving them credit for. Uh, Toby and I have also talked about how their goalkeeper, Hugo Lloris is not necessarily in the form of his life coming into this tournament um, <laughs> and stopping shots tends to be important. Um, so I think it's that I, the, the, the tricky part is that the Dutch would have to beat Brazil probably in the semifinals, uh, which is right. a huge tall order, but this is a knockout tournament. Weird things can happen. Right. Random deflections can completely change the game. There isn't 37 other matches that happen after this to even things out. So right. if you're looking at that as maybe like the one match, um, given the odds that they have, that's part of the reason why I like it. Okay, so that's your long shot. Toby, what's your long shot and what's your pick to win this whole thing? Uh, well, I'll give my pick to win the whole thing first because it's boring and then the long shot's a lot more fun. Uh, the the team with the best true odds to win this thing is actually the favorite. It's Brazil. Uh, if you look at the, the rest of the, if you look at the rest of the squads around them that are, you know, France or Spain or um, Germany uh, or Argentina, I think all of those teams have less than pretty substantially less than a 10% chance to win. And they're all, you know, in the like minus 550 to minus, or I'm sorry, not minus, of course, plus 550 to plus 800 range. Whereas mm-hmm. I think Brazil is somewhere between 20 and 30% likely to win this thing. And you're playing plus 400. So I know it's boring. Uh, I don't like to just give out the favorite, but I'm giving out the favorite because I actually think their numbers come closest to matching to their uh, the chances of winning the tournament, which also makes them right. the best value. All right. So you agree with that? You that's who you pick, also, Brett? Win? Yeah. I mean, their 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 attacking depth is just absurd. Um, like Vinicius Junior, who's one of the best attackers in the world, um, probably won't even play that much, <laughs> which is just mm. wild. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, I guess the if you have a concern, if you really want to pick at what maybe would cost them, is their fullback situation is not great. And in the modern soccer, yeah, that's what the, I've been saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I, you, know, you and I have had this conversation offline. I actually Plenty, had to block like, your, I had to block your number. You kept calling me about Brazilian fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, the, I was like, prove me wrong. You know, no yeah, your, your Alexandro yeah. takes are just straight fire. Um, but <laughs> but they they are they are like one injury away from having some pretty suspect guys playing fullback, yeah. and that's a hugely important position in modern soccer now. Um, so mm. if you really want to nitpick and maybe why that doesn't work out is it could be some frailties on the, on the wings. But I mean, like mm-hmm. Neymar is going to be one of the best players in the tournament. Um, 
And I mean, they just have depth at every single other position. Their center backs are world-class. Their midfielders are world-class. I mean, Toby loves Fred to the point where I have to get him to shut up and stop talking about him. So, Toby loves Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and really like that side of the group, you know, France is a little bit weak. Um, we we kind of talked about how the, that road that they might have to take is not going to be nearly as daunting. Um, so I, I think that that's going to really factor into them kind of, living up to them as having the best odds, but also still being the, or the, the worst right. uh, odds, but still what, being the favorite. What, what do we do? We have Tate Frazier on our, our college basketball expert comes on. He takes the favorite Caroline. These guys come on mm. our soccer. They, they take the favorite. What, what's the point? What's going on here, Toby? <laughs> well, Harry, <laughs> Harry has Belgium I, at least. Harry, give your reasons, and then Toby can give his. I, I would. Oh, I, please. Am oh, loving the I always join this Belgium. if I got to hear the Belgium take. Well, but. look, 16 to one, very good value for a team that finished third <laughs> in the last World Cup. And they were very disappointing, actually, in the Euro Cup last year. So I think they need to respond a little bit because they are really they, they're not France. They're not uh, they're not uh, Spain in the uh, from Europe. But in terms of how good they are, but they're really close to being. Hold that on, let's ta- go over other teams. Team. They're not they're not uh, they're not <laughs> Portugal. Still they're finished not third in the last World Cup. I know, but they're, they're okay. So that's it. That's it. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. First of all, this uh, is what you wanted to go to Cutter for. This is what you got to for analysis. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so I wanted to charge $92 beers to Toby's bill. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> now that I can get behind. Uh, so, uh, obviously big fan of the show and I love hearing Harry's picks, particularly his picks of the year. I'm convinced now that Harry exists like Dr. Manhattan or Dr. Strange. Like he just lives outside of time. He's giving his picks of the year. He's just not telling you which year it's going to be. So this was an excellent pick for 18 or 14 or maybe even 28, but the golden generation is cooked. Um, they do have two of the best 10 players in Courtois and De Bruyne. So they do have a puncher's chance, but that's all they really have. So like it's 16 to one. I don't see it as the good value. Uh, Hazard has been way, way, way out of balance for the last couple of years. And I just think they've missed their window. They had mm-hmm. a good chance at the Euros, they had a good chance at the last one, but all of their players are over 30 now. Uh, and most of them, except for Courtois and De Bruyne, are not, you know, in their, their peak form. So I love yeah. you, but uh, I wouldn't I'm go bad. with that one. I'm Take putting more back, money Harry. on Belgium. I'm putting Take more it. money on Belgium. Take it but, but but I do know the next time that the Chiefs and the Washington Seawards play, I'm absolutely betting the over because your lock of the year is going to hit one of these years. <laughs> exactly. The what, total what, of the year. My bill. My bills didn't hit. My bills over the Chiefs that didn't hit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Good luck. I don't know. No. Okay. No. No. no that's <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh, Lock. We know Kirk Cousins has Belgium DNA. I think that's uh, all we need to know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I did want to say one other thing. Yes. I want to say one yeah. other thing based on what you just said. Um, yeah. And Harry, let me actually ask you, do you guys know how many countries have actually won the World Cup? Mm. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I was going to say, I was going to say 11. Yeah, if this was Mr. Lister, I'd have you list them, but uh, I don't want to step on (laughs) check stuff. There's only been eight countries that have won in 21 competitions. So it is a knockout tournament, and a lot of crazy things could happen in the knockout tournament. But in the history of the World Cup, the craziest things tend not to happen. It's been Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, France, Spain, Germany, uh, England, and I think I'm in Italy. Uh, Those are the eight that have ever won in. So, like taking people that are outside of the top odds, 
isn't this isn't really the tournament to do it. So like I love to give Fung long shots and I love to bet things. And that's awesome in the NCAA tournament where like a five seed can legitimately win it. But historically, uh-huh. it's always been one of the powerhouses that walked away with the glory. But Harry's usually like, yeah, they were crap in this tournament, so they have something to prove. But you don't, you don't lay any. That's any, what I'm uh, saying about value. Belgium. This, this, <laughs> this, this I know tournament. that's what you, that's what you say about everyone. That's where you come up with it. All right, uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Toby. Give us your long shot, and then we want to talk Golden Boot. Yeah, sure. So um, it's not really a long shot, but if you want, if you want to follow the next best odds, you want to get a little thing tastier than Brazil. It's football's coming home. It's England. Uh, England uh-huh. is plus 1000. I do think they have a one in 10 shot to win this. One of the great things about um, international play is for some teams, it really is like an all-star team. And uh-huh. it's just like, Hey, we roll the ball out. We hardly get any time to train and the players kind of overpower everybody because they're so good. But when there is some continuity and when players play together a lot at the club level, you could get good linkage. And most uh-huh. of the England team actually does play in the premier league, which has two benefits. They're familiar with each other's playing styles. They've been playing together uh, for a while and they are extraordinarily battle tested because the premier league is the single best team in the world. Harry Kane yeah. is at his peak of his powers. He won the golden boot last year and uh, last time around 2018. Uh, he gives them firepower up top. I have a little concern in the back, particularly if they play Harry Maguire, but they have quality all over the pitch. And I think it's going to be Brazil, England in the final. And so huh. having a plus 400 and a plus thousand in the ticket, you're going to feel pretty good. If that ends up being the matchup. All right. So now Brett, so he is taking, he knows England's beaten us by two plus goals the day after Thanksgiving. We're going to be vomiting up uh, leftovers, right? Toby and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, and I know no one gives a word I can't say anymore because the Mannings will come hunt me down. Right. But no one gives a <laughs> crap about the uh, the, Na- the Nations League. But England has been so bad in their last few matches that they actually got relegated from the Nations League tier that they're in. Um, huh. They haven't won in their last six matches. And the problem is, is Garrett Southgate has a ton of talent. Like there, there's a lot of really good players on the England team. But he plays super conservative. He's going to roll with one of Toby's all-time favorite players, Harry Maguire, who has been basically banished from Manchester United um, starting 11. And they have to, like, hide him in the tunnel because he's so hated right now by their fan base. Uh, (laughs) But he's he's going to roll with this guy as somebody that he trusts. Um, uh-huh. but the, the, the point of soccer, like when you, when you talk about the really smart people that are advancing ideas about soccer is you want matches to be higher scoring, the, the higher scoring, the match, the more it favors, the more talented team, uh-huh. but Southgate would rather win every match one nil, which means that they are a bad break, a poor deflection, a player slipping from losing or, or basically, um, drawing a match that they should clearly win. And right. And, and again, if you're looking at the fact that there is a lot of correlation between teams that are playing well and then they go deep, England and the U.S. are like both in the opposite end of that spectrum. So mm. I'm not a huge fan of of that like of that team right now. I, I don't trust Southgate. I feel like we're going to see some weird lineup decisions. And we, he talked about Harry Kane. But our boy Antonio Conte, who we love on the show, has run Kane into the ground. I think like two weeks ago I looked. Kane has huh. played like the fifth most minutes in uh, the big five, your big five leagues in the non goalkeeper, non center back division. Um, so he has played a ton. He's only scored three goals in his last eight matches coming into this. Um, and he looks run down. He has been yeah. the only guy that Spurs have been able to count on for their attack. And they've played Champions League, they've played Cup, and then they have the Premier League. So I just think this is going to be a really raggedy performance from them. And I'm not even entirely convinced they're going to get out of group. 
So, so he's he's the favorite to win the golden boot at eight to one. Mbappe and then Benzema. Am I saying those right? Or uh, second Benzema. and third? Yeah. Okay, that's how some people say it. Yeah, Benzema. Uh, <laughs> just take your own spin on it. Toby and just, I, just Toby and I have and our own pronunciation for Toby, maybe Kane isn't a big, uh, a good bet. If they do stay, play on their heels, I'm, I'm making things up now. And if they do look, if as Brett says, for one nothing wins and stuff like that, is Harry Kane a good bet at 8-1 to one to score the most goals in this tournament? Yeah, I mean, this is exactly why we're Brett and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Since I think that they're going to get seven matches in, and I, since I think he's the most likely guy to get on the score sheet in every one-zero match that they win, and that the Golden Boot winner usually only needs five or six, uh, hmm. I, I do like those odds because I'm also long on England. If you're short on England, uh, he's you know not likely to get a hat trick in the first game right. and give himself a, a huge boost. But in terms of the Golden Boot, um, the, the top two numbers, uh, are Kane and Mbappe Mbappe at nine to one. He's widely regarded as the best player in the world right now. Uh, he's just going to have to share the spotlight a lot in France. Like Benzema just won, uh, the, you know, the award that goes to the greatest player in the world last year, they have firepower all over the pitch. Uh, so I, I like him as a number, but because I'm also a little bit short on France because of their injuries, I, I'm not, uh, as bullish on that one. The one I actually like Sal in terms of value, his name already came up up on the pod is Vinicius Jr. out of Brazil. He is 25 uh-huh. to 1. Um, Neymar himself, who is along a lot shorter odds, declared him the best player in the world. He generated hmm. the goal that won the Champions League last year. The only question mark about Vinicius is there's so much competition for lineup spaces in Brazil. Will he actually get the run out in every single game? But he might not even need the run out in every single game. He's capable of scoring three or four goals in any match that he's on because he's so deadly coming down the left. And to be able to get yeah. him at 25 to 1, I much rather have him than the name brands of Ronaldo or Messi or, um, or Neymar, who are dragging down the odds a little bit farther down the table. So I think he's the best value. All right, Brett, you're, you're not taking Harry Kane. That's for sure. No, uh, <laughs> I got, I got to go with the goat, man. I, I think, I think if uh, I had, a, there's a couple of choices that I think are good. I like Neymar at plus 1700. I like actually even Richarlison at plus 3000 since he is somehow weasels way into being a nailed on starter for this Brazilian team. Um, and then, but Messi, Messi to me seems like the one that's the best bet. The number one thing is this is you talk about statement things like team people that have something to prove. This is Messi's last and best chance to win a world cup. They've been playing really well. They just had their first major trophy for Argentina um, <clears throat> by beating Brazil. Uh, so uh, their group is bad too. Like they're, they have Saudi Arabia, a Mexico team that is not nearly as strong as they have been in years past. And then Poland who, who got in, uh, and they basically have one of the best strikers in the world, but not a lot behind them. So uh-huh. there's a chance, like Toby said, that it might take five or six goals to win the golden boot with penalties involved and free kicks. Messi could have five or six by the time they get out of group. And they have an easier run up to get to the final for him to play the number of matches that allow him even more chances. And uh, like I said, this is this is a statement thing. This would by far in a way cement Messi's legacy as the greatest soccer player to ever play. If huh. they win this, so this is—I mean, this is just going to be like his tournament. I, I think this it, is could be a magical thing in that sense. What kind of yeah, odds? So what, what are his odds? He's twelve to one. Yes, twelve to one. Uh, yeah, so, right. so the golden boots are very interesting betting proposition, guys, because it's not all. It, more often than not, it's not the team that wins the cup. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's either somebody who piled on goals in the group stage or, you know, made like a quarter or a semifinal run. So it's important to look at correlation of matches played, but it's not determinative of this bet. So you want to look mm-hmm. at groups that are going to be open where there's going to be a lot of scoring. And if you want my favorite long shot of the entire tournament, Sal. Can I guess? Not, yeah. it, I guess. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah, please, you guess. No shot yeah. in hell, but go ahead. Raheem Sterling. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> 50 to uh, one. So, <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm let me get it. I got it because I know you, Toby. Mason sure. Mount. Oh, to one. All right. Now you're also wrong, but you're a little bit closer. <laughs> no, um, Chelsea, my favorite yeah. long shot of the entire thing is somebody that I am stealing straight out from under Brett's feet. It's one of his favorite players in the world, and I'm giving it out before he can. It is Darwin Nunez, striker Ooh. for Uruguay, is at mm. uh is at Five, what is it? He's at some crazy number. He's at 5,000, right? 50 to one. Yeah, 50 to one. Uruguay has a excellent history uh, as a as a country performing in the World Cup. They also have a long line of strikers that have done mm. extraordinarily well, particularly in the modern game. Uh, Forlan, Suarez, um, Cavani. Cavani, guys baby. Have, Cavani, baby. Guys that have done really well, and those guys are aging out. And they're still playing. I know they have a new coach, but they're still playing a system that is mm. uh, very favorable and very attacking, particularly to their their front three. And Nunez is right now, as Brett loves to point out, a shot taking machine for Liverpool. Haaland mm. is getting all of the press. Kane gets all of the glory, but it's Nunez that's actually all action all the time right now in the Premier League. And to be able to get him at fifty to one for uh, a group stage that I think is going to be one of the more open groups, and for a country that could at least make the quarters. I think we could be seeing like a Jaime Rodriguez when he won it in 2014, even though Colombia didn't make it to the finals. Wow. All right. Well, I've written down like 40 names here and I've, I've known I've spelled them all wrong. It's going to be interesting to see what these come out to when I try to bet them. But uh, I feel like that should be the graphic for the show is your notes on the names that you're writing. <laughs> I'll show you. I, gotta, I don't know. It's not going to make sense. I mean, I got to stare at it for a while. Um, what everyone wants to know is, though, Brett, why the pink walls? This really bothered Harry to no end. <laughs> we sent them to your place. And I, first of all, he was wearing a sports bra. So for him to pass judgment <laughs> is uh, interesting uh, in uh, itself. But this but this what, condo unit is over 20 years old, and the HOA <laughs> and I have clashed about numerous things. <laughs> so you wanted part, pink, part and of, they, they wanted what color? No, Brett, I didn't was, say it was bad. I just thought I just said it was pink. That's uh, all. I don't know, Harry. You you mm-hmm. remarked about it. You weren't you weren't in favor. Of it. Go ahead. It was no, pink. No, no. Part, part of this is uh, my my landlord's run in the family. Uh, I paid the mortgage on this place for a family owned unit, and they are the <laughs> ones that if I ever moved out would go back to renting it again, and they want to keep it with the aesthetic of the rest of the condos that are in the complex. Wow. They could rent it easier uh, if I ever move and move into Toby's basement. So they could rent assume, it easier if it's pink. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I really, honestly, it's one of those things that like I've seen it enough over the last 10 years that it just doesn't even affect no, me. No, you're right. I mean, yeah. Is Coromina's like Greek for Iacono? Cause like, is this just your family members pranking you? Just like when you painted on Chippy's <laughs> house, why are they forcing you to do this? This is crazy. You and Harry should paint it one day. Just whatever. Just uh, just any dice, whatever. <laughs> yes. You know, Harry, some quality Harry, bonding time with, with Harry. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. I like that. Well, you should watch games. By the way, for Harry to be critical, this guy, I'm not even kidding. When I went to his, he slept on a mattress, which was as thick as a, like a, a heating blanket for the first 21 years of his life. Right. That's true, Harry. Right. I walked into I your house. I don't know. Yeah. Your mattress is very thin. 
Was that you, you and Scott? Like, did well, you share did, a mattress? It, it didn't used to be thin hair. <laughs> it started off. Started off. <laughs> no need for you to pipe in now, Brian. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. We're going to so, fix Sal, all this. Sal, there's yeah. only one other tip I want to give because we'll give it what? on the show tomorrow. But I know uh, the gambling audience should listen to this. This is uh-huh. one of the weirdest World Cup. It's, in fact, it's the weirdest World Cup that we'll ever have because we're playing it in November instead of the summer. So it's kind uh-huh. of like a 4th of July parade that's being held on Christmas Day. Like people are paying attention to football and I just want to wave the red, white, and blue. Um, But as a result, some of what Brett was talking about earlier is more important than ever. Like miles on players' legs, they usually have a month or two off to rest up before the World Cup. And these guys Mm. are going to be gassed. So that could come... there could be a lot more upsets as a result, just because players with hmm. brand names that people are used to betting are worn down and, and like, a you know, some other teams have a little more, more rest could run them ragged. So I, I think, you know, teams, if you're looking for, and Brett, you know, we can talk more about this tomorrow. This is what the, in the biz is known as a teaser uh, teams that have a little bit fresher <laughs> legs and play a little bit more high energy um, press and things like that. I think on individual games, you should look for, for upsets. Because and what about not totals being this. little uh, coming in under the total, right? Wouldn't that make sense too? Absolutely. Yeah. If you get, uh, you know, especially because the public loves the overs, right? Like not many, not many people yeah. like to root for a one zero game. Right. And so if you get like Spain, Germany, for example, in the second round, I don't know what the under is going to be on that game. Uh-huh. And those are two pretty high power teams. So it could be a pretty juiced up numbers, but you know, those players are heavy in the Bundesliga, heavy in La Liga and heavy in the premier league and might not be able to play with the same verve, particularly after yeah. you know they get all the adrenaline out in round one. So, and what, and what other things, Sal, uh, I looked this up for you. I found a a bet out there for you because I know you like to bet, you know, no buzzer beaters and things like that. If you you and your, uh, your millions of listeners want an emotional (laughs) hedge over watching games that you consider, you know, low action because there's no scoreline. If you want to take over um, four and a half, zero, zero draws for the entire tournament, you can get that at minus one twenty. Oh, that's oh. nice, Toby. That's a great call, Toby. I, like I, mean, I, I didn't see that one. That <laughs> Darren, is, Darren just jumps in after 40 minutes and he's like, I, I, like, I finally <laughs> like something I heard. I, I've, been, I've been technically betting everything that these guys have been saying. Every time really? they said something, I've put the bet in. Yep. Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Look at that. Did you, did you put my Belgium in yet? No. It's the only thing I did. <laughs> hey, well, Toby, I'm find I, Brett, yeah. Toby, Brett, I do have a question for you guys. Yep. Uh, five straight hosts for the World Cup have won their opening match. Can Qatar beat Ecuador in, in the only match on Sunday? Well, uh, anything can happen, but we're not. Ta- we're not talking about a heavyweight fight here. I think that they're going to play with a lot of emotion. And they'll come out, and they're you know guys that have played together a lot. They're not guys that are playing in high leagues. Uh, and Ecuador, you know, isn't a powerhouse themselves, so it's not impossible. Uh, but I mean, Cutter's not good. Um, it's a draw. They, it's gonna be a draw. Yeah, they'll fight hard but, to a draw. Yeah. By the SPI, they're the worst uh, team in the field. They would have had yeah. almost no path to qualification if they hadn't dropped some bags of cash and some FIFA's laps, allegedly. Uh, right. So it's about the only way they made <laughs> the tournament. So I certainly <laughs> wouldn't back them in any individual game. What about you, Brett? You might know a little bit more about them than I do. Uh, I actually think Ecuador has actually kind of phased in a bunch of um, interesting young guys. And unfortunately, none of their players play for like bigger leagues, but also none of the Qatari players play for good leagues. Um, so, I, I mean, again, going to the ELO rankings, um, Ecuador is 18th. I think Qatar is somewhere in the 40s and they're 48th. Um, so, again, this is 
not a very good team. This is a great question, Harry. Way to go out on a bang here. Really, looking for reasons to pick Ecuador, Qatar. <laughs> Harry, does H uh, Dog have any questions for us? I love to always see him make an appearance. H Dog is like, like I, I, I know you're not a fan of it. He bet the under. Yeah, H Dog. Well, I, I actually have a. I have a beef with Ace Dog because I'm such a huge fan of yours. I have no yeah. idea why he's allowed to look like rip off your look, rip off your style, yeah. rip off your voice, rip yeah. off everything about you. The only way I could ever tell you difference is I actually know what his job is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> he's giving him a business card. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say after that. He doesn't either. <laughs> Harry, you should you you're like three feet you're closer than you are in the Zoom box to uh, Brett, right? Why don't you guys watch games? Watch, yeah, watch Brett, the first we're definitely game. Definitely got to meet up for one for one of these uh, Saturday no, or Sunday. Now you have Absolutely. to watch that Ecuador Qatar game. What time is that? That's uh, <laughs> that is that, that at four one, in the morning. I will not nine, meet up with uh, What's that? Nine nine a.m. our time, uh, Brett. I think it is. Not, I think it is nine a.m. Yeah. All right, there you Boy. go. And by the way, that, it's great that money talks because the U.S. pays so much for the rights. The USA games are all at 2 Eastern. 2 p.m. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have amazing nice. time slots for, for the first couple of games. Beautiful. So, I mean, get together with your friends, get together with your family, go to a local bar, go to a watch party, fire yourself up by watching those crowd videos, join with your brethren, no matter what there the differences go. are, the other 363 days of their 62 days of this year, link arms for these three and root on USA. USA, <laughs> USA, and feel the chills down your spine. You know what I'm doing, Brian. I'm sorry. I wrote down all these other names, but I don't know. I don't know that I'm going U.S. to qualify. Uh, all right. Yes, yeah, I don't uh, think you are. I don't think you are. Brett, let's go to the Wicked of Brett, we'll go to the Wicked Casino. <laughs> we'll go to Wikipedia and watch some World Cup there. Uh, they I got think a heck we're of a doing our book. podcast of gambling and inside of gambling. We'll yeah. be doing against all odds 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Is that USA's game? 11 a.m. Uh, uh, Pacific Monday. time. No, Monday. Monday, Monday too. Same thing. Same yeah. Thing. Oh nice. my God. You, All right. All right. That's so. going to be fun. All right. All right. We'll work it out here. Uh, covered in glory tomorrow. It goes up or maybe today, by the time you're listening to this, Toby Mergler, Brett Cormanos. Thanks so much. This is a lot of fun. Leave the walls pink, Brett. You're you got a statement. I, I, I don't, don't know what the I statement don't is. I don't fold the peer pressure. Yes. I don't fold it. I, I have and no you, shame. No Join shame. us all turning long, guys. We're going to do more episodes than we normally do. We're going to really revel in this. We'll be there for you every single round, walking you through the, the best bets that you can make, talking about the USA, but talking about the rest of the world as well. Tomorrow, we have a special guest. Ryan O'Hanlon from ESPN is going to join us. Uh, nice. His new book, uh, Net Gains, is outstanding. He's one of the best thinkers in this entire topic. So if you get tired of my be, nonsense. Why don't you have it ha beside you there? Why is, I don't see it behind you there. I don't see it on yours either. Bro. <laughs> is, is yeah. it, uh, it's on the <laughs> counter blending in with the pink walls I I summon know. it like yeah. the hammer of thor i could bring it over <laughs> <Okay>. here <laughs> all right <laughs> there you go thanks a lot fellas covered in glory check it out and uh boy you got gave us a lot to think about and parlay kids love i it believe that we can win i believe that we can win i believe that we can win <laughs> what a maniac great job guys <laughs> thanks guys i appreciate it thanks, yeah, fellas. <laughs> thanks fellas appreciate you having us on all right there you go parlay kid we got a lot there. I wrote down a bunch. What? So your mm. favorite of what they just said was the over four and a half zero zeros. That uh, I I've already put something on uh, Brazil. You probably did, right? Yeah. Uh, Vinicius <laughs> uh, Junior, Darwin right. Nunez, Golden Boots. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know, maybe so that's the way to bet a bunch of Golden Boots is good too. But they do like Brazil. They like so what, the Dutch. What, what's your parlay then? What do you What do you go? What, what's your final? Do I go parlay? with that six? It scares me that uh, it's plus one twenty. But then 
then again, Denmark didn't seem it didn't seem too hard for them to get out of their group. I don't know. I always lose this. I, I actually think the over four and a half nil nils will upset me less than anything. And I think in general, we should buy like a goal and bet the unders, like what they said. Like a lot of these guys are going to yeah. be dead on their you, feet, you know? So when was it? What I'm trying to think because I felt like it was before the last World Cup. Remember, there was that stretch where we were betting own goal. Oh yeah, and it, we were getting like fifteen to one, like right, like we were getting, was like, it own goal or penalty kicks? Uh, both. There was a right. stretch of own goal, but I can't remember. Was that two World Cups ago? Yeah, maybe, maybe. And we were, we're like penalties. We're in All Olympics right. a while ago. I know that was anything pretty... that's a long shot is is pretty good, pretty fun for this. Well, um, speak, yeah. To, to Toby and Brett's credit, I really have uh, really have very little interest, but they have me kind of interested now. They I do a good say, job. They, they, really they do. have me. They have me now, like saying, "Okay, I'm I'm going to follow along in this." They did, yeah. they did a nice job and love their enthusiasm. It's it's yeah. great. So, Hacksaw Jim Mergler over there with yeah. the with the flag <laughs> and everything. Although, although if the yeah. US if the US gets knocked out in soccer early, probably kids gonna be going off on soccer. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Well, I, I still you know, my one question really would just be like, why can't why aren't we better in soccer? I just oh well, let's get them back say, on. Yeah. You no, can it does say, seem like they play a lot. You know, we the, it's look, you could say, well, we have so many athletes in football and this and that, but we this you know we still have more more youth playing soccer than any isn't soccer sport. every kid's first sport pretty much like, isn't in, it the, like in the US for the most kids? Yeah. So it seems like it so yeah. that, that's my my beef is why aren't we better mm-hmm. what's especially when some of these countries are the size of Rhode well, Island well that that's my point so you can't really yeah, say right. well you're losing some athletes we still have more athletes here sure then most of these teams we have we a bigger pool, to. a much bigger I mean, pool to pick absolutely. from. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that's my only thing. I that's what frustrates me. I, I wish uh, the U.S. because of the amount of time that our youth are, uh, the amount of youth that are getting involved in soccer. That why yeah. aren't we better? Maybe somebody has an answer to that. Uh, it's got to be our developmental system, I guess. I think so. I think people just the experts are really as pissed off as you could be about it because it doesn't make any sense for all the reasons you just named. But yeah, I guess developmentally, um, yeah, maybe we're not being taught the way, right way. I have no idea. Um, I did win a bet today. The Major League uh, Baseball oh. Cy Young was announced today. This closes the book on me for uh, baseball bets. Verlander and Alcantara, uh, they both won. I had that tied with the Guardians to win their division and the Yankees to win their division at plus 115. It was nice. actually for a decent mm. amount. I'm Brian, for that to be plus 115, when the, that's a good game to play. When did I bet this? Uh, for those four <laughs> to be plus 115. No, it must have been mm-hmm. must have been about August or so. Yeah, was it a l- little after that for those odds? Yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but they, they ran away with it, right? Verlander. Verlander didn't pitch last year, right? I think that's the first time that's mm-hmm. ever happened where a guy didn't pitch uh, and then won the uh, the next year, you know, r- rookies aside. Yeah. So that's it for baseball. Tomorrow's well, the MVP yeah. announcement. It won't matter. I assume they're going to do the right thing and go with Otani, but uh, who knows? <laughs> I will say this, Sal. Yeah, go ahead. In the National League, Darren, I don't know if you noticed, but you were really high with Alcantara winning. That's fine, but... Kyle Wright of the Braves, tenth place, twenty-one Is that what wins. Edwin, tenth place. Edwin Diaz, <laughs> ninth place in the voting. Um, yeah, it, it blows my mind. I, I don't. 
I get it. I, you know, but and, and Burns won last year with just eleven wins and wasn't even. And wasn't it's even a close perplexing award. It's one of the uh, crazier ones. Uh, Babyface uh, Piacenti gave out. Oh, she gave out Verlander, but we for her money pick we we took the rookie Pena instead, right? But Verlander was twenty to one preseason. She gave it out in March. That's right, twenty to one, and uh, yeah, point for her. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was terrible in my bets on this. I was bad until I made this parlay late in the year. But I had I had uh, the Grom, and then I bet Scherzer, and then I even bet Bassett. So um, mm. I just kept losing and losing until I made this parlay <laughs> in like August. So there you go. Uh, that's at uh, extrapoints.com slash arcade. Play our pick'em contest play our prop quiz thanks to uh toby and brett check them out on covered in glory and we will be back tomorrow to preview week 11 in the nfl and three big college games coming up so that'll do it for uh another episode of against all odds for mikey meatballs for babyface joel solomon for toby and brett and the degenerate trifecta i'm sal saying so long and happy handicapping na, 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 na.